Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. 46% of Americans expect to leave behind financial obligations when they pass away. So it's crucial to make sure your family is financially protected. Policy Genius helps you find the right life insurance coverage by comparing options from America's top insurers with help from licensed, award-winning agents. Secure your financial future with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get free life insurance quotes in just a few clicks. That's policygenius.com. Hey, this is Tyler. And this is KC. And you're listening to The Element Podcast. What's happening, all my woods people? I am freezing cold, but luckily we're in a truck again, and we, right. we've got gas to uh, make the heater go. We so. just chose to be in the truck this time. It has <laughs> to be, but did. it's warm here. We could have done this on the tailgate about an hour and a half ago, probably, but the sun is down mm-hmm. and the temperature is rapidly dropping at this point. Uh, it kind of resembles like a, a deer season uh, evening in the state. It does. You know what I mean? If this was October 28th, I'd be pretty jacked oh, right now. Oh, dude. If this was like... November and it was local. Mm-hmm. It would be, oh, yeah, be a good day. Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so it's freezing cold, which it was cold um, a little under exactly a year ago when we were hunting opening weekend for turkeys. Mm-hmm. So cold that you shot a big old gob on a Sunday morning that had frost in its beard. That was cool, man. Yeah. It was like the second long beard I'd ever shot previous the day before was the first <laughs> uh you know first like doing the turkey thing at least you know actually first in the springtime mm-hmm. um and uh yeah that was awesome man and uh i would imagine that there are some frosty bearded turkeys out there right now we never we didn't get frost here but where we were going to go turkey hunting and still are going to go turkey hunting it um was frosty yeah. there so that's going down and we have decided to just uh advert uh, from going and doing that deal and wait till it's just a little bit better weather. Maybe the end of this week. Maybe. Who knows? Um, we'll we'll see about that. But we're going to get the turkey hunt done sooner or later. Yeah. We um, have a we have kind of a conundrum because um, we don't we, – we did the public turkey thing in Texas, and ugh. I don't know if they exist yet <laughs> or not. Uh, I'm sure some people out there listening are, like, laughing at us. I do know there's a few people that have messaged us over the years that kill turkeys every once in a while on – public in texas i don't want to be an every once in a while kind of guy no not for turkeys really Mm -hmm. you know because it's fine yeah yeah but not turkeys it's just not it's not fun to me to walk around when it's like 85 degrees in the woods trying to kill a turkey getting ticks all over you ticked ticked (laughs) all up and rattlesnakes raging and water moxins we we encountered more water moxins on public land um (laughs) that year that we hunted turkeys we did um than turkeys but yeah it's uh i don't know i would rather be in a boat fishing this time of year if i was going to be not listening to turkeys you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. anyway that is said to be to say that we have acquired kind of a friend of a friend permission um on some property that if you saw the hooked film that we released the turkey film last year um it's on that property and if you haven't that will be in the description below there you go by the way so um yeah, click that after this. But so anyway, so my point is the friend of a friend has got to, well, I don't know how that really really works. Our friend, who's a mutual friend of the friend who owns the property, uh, kind of has to be with us. 
and he somehow has kept a steady schedule through the week <laughs> through this coronavirus. I don't even know if I know what he does. Yeah, he works remotely from home on his computer, so I don't really know (laughs) what's going on. (laughs) But we're going to make it work out before the end of turkey season. Yeah. Uh, The weekends have been terrible, though, so far. Every weekend is a bad weather weekend. Yeah, it rains like crazy. Yeah, I don't understand it. So So. um, we do have some friends out who are slaying birds right now. Yep. And we're going to actually have a couple of them on the podcast today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Philip Culpepper and Drake Lamb. Mm -hmm. We had Drake... Uh, how long ago do we have Drake on? Man, it's been too like too two soon. Months? It's been too soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So really, Philip is is the guy who we interview, and, and Drake's here for just like some good old uh, ribbon. Yeah, see exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whenever he needs to drop a bomb, he can. Yeah, he has but, to let us know that Philip is actually a superstitious yeah, guy. <laughs> that's right. So those dudes are uh, filming Real Tree Spring Thunder right now, and uh, slaying some birds, and um, we're gonna. I think they're kind of en route between states yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they were en route and we talked to them. We also were um, fishing. So yeah. if there's any weird wind day. noise or anything, <laughs> uh, just excuse that. We we told them before we got going on the podcast, we said, hey, guys, you know. Um, it's the one time we're not in a truck, so we're going to have to do it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. we, I'm just like, man, we it's just too good of a day. We're going to have to be fishing. I said, if uh, things get weird, you know, that just means we caught an eight-pounder or whatever. That's right. So, uh, they were all cool with it, man. That's a uh, that's a good thing about a dude like that that, mm-hmm. that you can relate to, man. I, I enjoyed having them on. This was actually a really fun interview. Uh, of course, Drake was fun the first time we had him around, but uh, yeah. we never really talked to Philip before. Um, you know, we just went on Drake's word that he was a decent mm-hmm. guy. You know, and you kinda, can trust old Drake, man. That's right. What yeah. kind of um, what does cold pepper come from? You think that's a guy who cultivated peppers back in the day? That's where I that family don't know. Came? You know, there's that restaurant in Rockwall that was cold peppers. Oh, there might right. still yeah. be. I don't know for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's uh used to be French and it's cup of pear. He looks like he could be a little French or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? he might be. Yeah. He's pretty Georgian though, that's for he sure. Is. And I don't mean the country, I mean the state. <laughs> but uh anyway, yeah, I'm excited to have them on. So be looking forward to that in just a second. But um, you know, we've got a couple things we want to chat about. Uh, turkeys being one, which I, we, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is, um, you know, you've been last couple of years, you use a very original call and I wanted to just make sure and let people in on this call that you and I use that, uh, they may oh, should use. It's really effective. It yes. was effective last year. At least. That's right. That's right, yeah. man. It's uh, called the box call, voice box call, voice box that, call. That it? Yeah, that's called? it. That's it. <laughs> or box. Yeah. We call it box. So yeah. Tyler and I, Tyler's more experienced than I am uh, at turkey calling, but uh, I've been working on my turkey call my whole <laughs> life. You know, it's just something you can do. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I feel like we are. Uh, what's the right word here? Uh, Experts. Mm. <laughs> What could I apply the word expect to? I don't know. Um, we are capable. Capable. That's what we are mm-hmm. when it comes to calling in turkeys. Uh, and we're actually going to talk to Philip and them about this a little bit. But, uh, like, we're not going to be the kiki run kind of guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to be the guys who go to a place where there's a bunch of turkeys and go, and yep. get them to come in. Yep. And I only have, like, when we go on a turkey trip, I only have, like, a day and a half worth. And then I lose my voice. Because mm-hmm. it's also allergy and rona season out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. like, it gets pretty tough. Like, I, you remember when we did the public land bird thing? Mm-hmm. We were yelping, like, the whole day long. Because <laughs> yes. ain't a turkey out there. No. You got to sound, like sound like a real only hen. It's, like, windy, and you can see off the edge of this field that's, like, 600 yards away. You're like, man, I hope they're over there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, um... That's definitely a deal, man. You know, we all got a little turkey call inside us. We do? Yep. Mm-hmm. And except for when we got the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hope uh, y'all are all staying safe and healthy out there, though, yeah. guys. Uh, this is uh, a crazy time for all of us, but it's a great time to get outside. So do that. Y'all been getting outside. Yeah, we been um, getting outside. You have got new developments in your life. Possibly. I hope. Oh, it, I mean. I mean, yeah. It's pretty much going down, right? You think? I don't know how this goes, man. I feel like until until I pretty much got the deed, it's uh the deed has not been done. That's true. You know That's I mean? true. But like when you set a signing date, it's usually things are looking up. I mean, the contracts are signed. I don't know how I don't I'm not an expert in this. I don't know how it would get ruined or broken at this point. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it would, but I mean, the title company could find something weird or something, but y'all kind of already gone through that. Yeah, I mean, we got we got a survey and Yeah. So, um You've been a property owner, but you're 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 fixing to 
What? How would you say this? You're about to become a uh, land manager. A land manager. Da da da. Yeah. So, I got a question for you. Yep. I bought land about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit smaller track than what you're going to have, but kind of similar properties with some woods on the back and pasture on the front. Um, it's kind of like a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> um, party in the back. So, um, and you've kind of seen what I've done to my property and seen <laughs> that go what? I don't know. I got a funny story about Good. that. Seen like some of the dumb stuff I've done and some of the cool stuff or no, whatever. Not that. But uh, what is going to be your first move mm. as a land manager? My wife asked me that earlier about 20 minutes ago. She may have given me the idea ago. for the question. Really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, it's a little bit bigger than your property, but a lot more pasture probably, uh, re- relative or ratio. Um, it's um, the first thing that I'm probably going to do is try to find ways to shield or uh, screen the property in certain manners. That's the, I mean, that's the first thing I could think in, in like when I think about how I'm going to manage it for deer. You're not going to burn it? No, I don't think so. Mm. I mean, I might burn it next year. Never gonna have turkeys on it. Uh, you know, I I probably won't, but <laughs> probably I just won't. To, just have to keep relying <laughs> on a friend of a friend. You That's know, right. uh, no, I I don't know. That's the thing is, like, it's enough. Uh, there's enough open land that I can't really screen it all. It's mm-hmm. just gonna cost too much. It'd be too labor intensive. But I'm trying to figure out ways to like create screens around food basically Mm -hmm. from the from the road but there's a there's a pretty good screen on the roadway overall like there's some good honeysuckle growing up and stuff like that but there's these places where you can definitely see you know and i just think the more uh more native grass i can get on it and bushy stuff man plum thicket and stuff like that the better it'll be but it's probably gonna take some time your your uh, property was a little ahead of mine yeah it's just a little wilder um hadn't been grazed in forever you know Mm -hmm. so it made a big difference but uh one of the things I figured out, if you will allow me to give yep. a little advice, is that um, I had the idea of like going in there and messing with a bunch of stuff and changing things, doing all this stuff. But I, it didn't take long to really understand that really accentuating what you already have is so much easier to do. Now, there are some things you want to add, like maybe, you know, some type of food or, or whatever, or do some improvements like that. But for me, like I wanted to, you know, put switchgrass in some places, and it just does not want to take on my property. And then I did a food plot, and the deer hardly even used it. And I know it takes some time to do all of that, but and whatever. But like, um, there was some stuff like <laughs> I just made a four-wheeler road through the middle of it, and it made a travel route for deer, and they used it. Like, mm-hmm. and there's just like these little easy things you can do. And like I think about your property, and it's kind of a little bit behind on, uh, or not behind, but just not quite to the, I guess, grown up. Mm-hmm. fallow field that you want it to be because it's been grazed i think that you could probably uh this time of year hire some uh you know feed store or whatever bring a honey wagon truck out there and just spread manure on the thing and i mean it's going to cost you like a hundred dollars and suddenly you have a fertilized pasture mm-hmm. that's going to grow up and just give you what you want yeah you know i thought I mean? about that i actually searched that the other day it was like can you fertilize native grass was something you can, i searched right? today I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't really find an answer. I wouldn't throw a thir- triple 13 on it. I would right. do something like, I mean, native grass is made to have native things happen to it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, throw out manure and get after it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I want to do is, is that. Um, and like you mentioned burning, uh, what I'll probably do is like burn small sections That's what of I've been it. doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll probably just burn small sections so that like I never actually lose whatever screening I have to. You know what road. I find too uh, by doing that is that you end up. Those every small section you burn ends up actually looking a little bit different. Like one I burned last year has a bunch of this wispy, like I don't know what kind of grass it is. It kind of looks like tickleweed or something. And then stuff I burned this year, it's got a bunch of forbs and stuff growing in it. And I think it's because different amounts of rain, and you don't always burn on the same dates or whatever. Mm-hmm. And variety is what you want yeah. in wildlife, right? Oh, yeah. So like, you know, if you burn the whole thing, it's all going to grow up back and similar stuff. It mm-hmm. seems. One of the one of the guys I've been and I'm gonna di- I'm gonna do a deep dive into his YouTube playlists and stuff. But Jeff Sturgis, we've had him on the podcast before. And he's just so good, man. He just um, he's just got so many good ideas. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I'm gonna dive into those a little bit because he he talks about and you know this is like 
as much as I love wildlife, I'm going to create a property that, that definitely um, lends itself to holding different types of wildlife and that kind of thing. Um, but I, but I, I didn't just, you know, buy this acreage to, um, raise butterflies. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's just, uh, there's something that's a little more valuable to me than butterflies and raccoons and rabbits and it's deer, you know, and I like them all. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I haven't ever done a full body mount of a rabbit and put it in my house, you know what I mean? Or shoulder mount even. So I I know somebody who's got a jackrabbit full body mounted. So maybe, maybe I should get on the, on the boat, but no, it's, you know, so my, my point is, um, I want to, um, I want to create basically what Jeff says all the time is create a property that holds deer during the daytime, during hunting season. And Mm -hmm. that's how you can control, better control what, you know, the herd dynamics, essentially. Mm -hmm. You can control how many does are in the area. You can control how many bucks are in the area and what, what types of bucks and how, how mature they can get and those kind of things. So those are, those are things I'm looking at, and this is all very new to me. And if you're a longtime listener or watcher of YouTube, you probably know we have hunted a lot of public land in the past because we've never had these opportunities uh, too much. And even just getting permission on stuff around here especially has been uh, very, very hard. So uh, this is a new deal for us. And, you know, what's what's funny to me is um, – you know, it may may not be what some of these guys that are listening they tuned into us originally for, mm-hmm. um, but this is like I can promise you, I, I, there are so many guys my age I can I could name. I don't I honestly don't know anybody my age besides you that lives at such low means, you know, like, and, and makes such a low income. Yeah. And, and then this is just me speaking the truth right here. We always try to be transparent with everybody, man. Um, but I'm just trying to make a point that like us doing what we're doing with these properties is just because we value them like so much. And, yeah. and we, we value the wildlife, the property, the ability to get out and to raise a family on a, in a science, outdoor science classroom kind of mm-hmm. deal, you know, like those are just important things to us. And we've dedicated pretty much to the max of our means on some of these yeah. properties. I mean, so, next to family preservation, this is the next important thing sure. to us when it comes to economic stuff. Yeah. Right? Like that's that. And what I'm saying is like, it's just, Dude, you could do this. If you are listening to this, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you can do this. It doesn't matter. I'm just telling you right now, you make more money than me. <laughs> and so <laughs> you can do this. And I know different situations. We've got different situations and, and you know, different fam- family dynamics and stuff. But I just wanted to say that, like, eventually this is something that you should look forward to if you really do like to deer hunt and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Public land's great. I will always hunt it because I love the opportunities and different challenges and the different dynamics you get with 6,000 or 10,000 or even 640 acres, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As opposed to, you know, 10 or 20 or 30 or whatever that we might have. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of a a statement I wanted to make about this though. Well said, sir. It's a new journey. It's a new journey for us. It's going to be a little different, but I can promise you we're still going to be bringing you public land content. And in the next podcast, you might figure out why. So we're not going to actually say that yet. Oh, baby. baby. I mean, honestly, um, if we cross a state line, we're going to be pretty much on public land. Uh, yeah. Uh, unless we get permission to do, uh, you know, hunt, when we do that from time to time. But, like, sure. whenever we cross a state line, we're looking to go to public land pretty yep. much because it's the opportunity, and that's what's there. Mm-hmm. So it's not like with, we're relinquishing our public land hunting I mean, by any are, means. We are pretty sure so far we've got, we're going to have at least three public land out-of-state tags that we're going to hold next year. Yeah. Maybe more. Maybe actually. more. I mean, definitely, I would think more. But, like... We're, we've got, we, you were talking about this before we got in here, but there's probably two in the mail on the way to us right now. We will talk more about that when we're for sure about it. And then there's one that I put in for that uh, I, if I had the same points that I do this year, last year, I would have drawn it 100%. So all things the same, I draw that tag yeah, this year with, too. With Rona, I bet you less people put in this That's year. That's what I keep year. hearing. So yeah. we will see. But uh those those are some tags. There's also some over the counter opportunities that we're looking at, Mm-mm. and uh, we've still got more draws that are happening. I'm looking at putting in for two more by the end of the month. So yeah, speaking of draws, 
talk to somebody with a southern drawl. Let's do it, man. <laughs> oh, Philip There's Cole a Pepper. couple of them. Man, yeah, Drake is learning. <laughs> he is, dude. He's yeah. into the fried food right now. He I is. love it, dude. Man. I love it. And yeah. uh, this was a fun talk with these dudes. Uh, we did not catch a single fish while we were on the phone. So no, we called uh, right after that. We did. You caught a big one. And how about the glitch? The worst glitch <laughs> in Facebook history. <laughs> That's right, man. Dead gummit. Uh, yeah, it went from uh, live video. And we're like, oh, we're getting this so live, and then it shows you like releasing a fish. I'm like fighting much. the fish, and then there's his tail going through the That's water. Right. It's like he's gone. Oh man. Well. Uh, you know something else you can do is go kill turkeys in many states, apparently. Not yeah. me, not you, because we don't know what we're doing, but Philip Culpepper <laughs> knows what he's doing, yeah. and we are going to talk to him on the podcast right now. All right, so now on the phone we got Philip Culpepper from Realtree. Man, you told me you're headed west. That means you got to have some, some bird tags filled, right? Yes, sir. We're 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 uh, we're rolling right now, headed to Mississippi. So, right, we're on the we're right in the middle of the Corona tour. <laughs> oh golly! So it's, 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 it's the coronavirus tour. We're we're in the middle of. I'm so glad you said to... virus. You know, because I yeah. was not sure where you're going with that. You know. <laughs> no, we'd be headed south if we were on the Corona tour. <laughs> That's right, man. Looking for a golds down in Mexico, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're headed to Mississippi, man. We got a buddy over here. Uh, Fortunate enough, we met uh, a few months ago, and he's got a nice little place, like kind of off the grid. So we're going just to kind of relax and try to catch some fish and shoot some turkeys. Awesome, well, I man. thought you couldn't catch fish. That's what you told us off air a while ago. No, I came, and I can go sit on the dock. I got, I got a couple of buddies. I got Drake Lamb <laughs> with me. He can. I know he can fish circle around anybody. So I, I'll get, I get entertainment out of just watching him fish. <laughs> so, see, we had Drake on not long ago, actually, and uh, we didn't know it. he was a fisherman with all the big sheds he was finding up there. It's all he could talk I'm about. I'm telling you, man. He, I barely got him to come turkey on. He was more worried about finding sheds. <laughs> <laughs> he was on him this year, man. I don't know. You know, he's he knows when they're moving. He knows when the sheds are moving. <laughs> oh, that's for ain't sure. no doubt. He killed a giant too. So yeah, yeah. So well, cool, man. So Texas opens for us this weekend, and and um, we you know we're gonna we're gonna try to get after them at some point probably this week. We got some bad weather for opening, which we had bad weather last year. Uh, we had. We had actually KC killed a bird that had frost in his beard in West Texas. Oh wow! On opening weekend, which is you know early or early February, early April, you know. So, man, um, I got chills just hearing that. Hey, man, frost it was in your beard. You know, it's cold. It was cool, man. Like uh, I'm not much of a turkey hunter. It's just where we grew up in a weird, or we grew up in a weird spot of the country where there actually isn't turkeys. We're kind of right between Easterns and Rios, and uh, you kind of you, you got to drive like at least an hour either direction to go find birds and it's kind of kind of a strange anomaly but you know so i didn't really grow up with that turkey culture and then last year was the first opportunity i had to really go and get on birds and and you know we had we we're lucky to to have a piece of private that had a lot of birds on it which makes a huge difference you know we we tried the oh, public yeah, thing a little bit it's tough <laughs> if you yeah if you get in them man it makes it a world of difference oh it's, yeah uh, it's a it's an addicting sport i can tell you especially if you ever ever do it start getting you know you, you start busting some beaks, it gets addicted, man. I about, I about got kicked out of high school because I was turkey hunting too much. So. <laughs> Where'd you go to high school? So, what's that? Where'd you go to high school? I went to a little Christian school in Columbus, uh, Columbus, Georgia, called Calvary Christian. And, man, I luckily my senior year I had a deal worked out with my homeroom teacher if I brought him a biscuit. Um, every, if I brought him a biscuit, he'd count me as present or I could turkey hunt about every day. So. <laughs> that is about uh, as good as I've heard right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so I got the, 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 the butter biscuit from McDonald's probably saved my, uh, got maybe get, get my GED. That's right, <laughs> man. That's awesome. So uh, did you guys have a good football team there? I know so there's some pretty good Georgia private schools that have good football man, teams. They're actually pretty decent now, I think. When I was there, they didn't even have football we had just gotten into baseball because we were kind of a small school and uh and and i played baseball a couple years until i realized i wasn't any good so i better just focus on turkey hunting yeah (laughs) Yeah. were you like uh like jethro on on uh the beverly hillbillies you hunted them with rocks you know (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't that bad but i wasn't far off i tell you oh that's That's funny funny. so how far was uh how far was the turkey hunting spot from the school Man, I would. Uh, it, it just depend. I had a I had a couple buddies right there outside of town that we'd go, and um, you know, no, closest probably ten to fifteen minutes, and then some of them would be you know you know half an hour, forty five minutes. So. Yeah. 
it was uh you know and then some days of course you know if you, if you got on a turkey i'd just go i'd just come in at lunch so <laughs> most most people would know though if i ever got on one that'd be they just ask if i killed them or not they wouldn't even ask where i'd be in <laughs> so, how many turkeys you can can you kill in georgia georgia we can kill three yeah and you guys are you yeah. tagged out in georgia this year yeah i am this is the earliest i've ever tagged out man um, it's crazy, and, and and it's the first year I, I drew a, a pretty good public area, and, and uh, me and Drake went in there the first day and killed turkey, and then we got our butt kicked pretty good the second day, and then the third day we went in there and, and killed two on two different setups. So we had a good we had a good run on public land this year. Oh, That's man. cool. So to... what's the uh, like what's the difference in, in a good draw unit there in Georgia versus just the, like the general public? Well, and so, so, so obviously you got some public, some of your national forest stuff is just that, that you know, I say that Alabama's got like national forest stuff. And so you, that's just pretty much, you just walk on and go hunt. But, but some in Georgia, we got WMAs to where normally that like the first three weeks of the season, they'll draw hunts. And then after that, it's just open to the general public. Oh yeah. So, um, so that first draw I've been putting in for, I hadn't even drawn. I had like three three preference points built up and i luckily enough got got lucky and, and drew it and we went in there blind kind of you know the first first morning just we had a buddy that hunted it and and dropped us some pins where he had heard some turkeys and we kind of scouted it out and then kind of went exploring and, and, and got into them pretty good so it, it was fun though it was a it was something i guess uh, different from the norm sure you know, yeah. because especially being right there at home right there in my backyard you know i've always had places to, whether little tracks i've had permission to hunt or, or leash you know i grew up there so it's but then having something like that this public land right there in my backyard it was pretty cool yeah that oh, yeah. is cool man so those birds why do people want to hunt that spot because it's it's relatively unpressured at that point in the year or, or through the years yeah yeah and that, and that early that early obviously the first we drew that first hunt so it, it was really good and and they you know and kind of kudos to the georgia dnr they do a heck of a job managing you know and then they, they'll go in there and set the limits on what they think it needs to be and, and they burn and um you know and they, they plant food plots and stuff so it's good i mean it's really is like it's it's managed very well so um it's perfect you know turkey habitat but i mean this year i've talked to a lot of people around the house who's been in turkeys because i think we had such good hatches a couple years ago you know the past couple of three years we've had really good hatches and i think it's paying dividends right now sure so so what's the what's the difference in i mean is there have you hunted rios much i guess yeah i've hunted i've hunted rios quite a bit what's the what's the i mean are they are easterns really that much tougher or is it um you know is that is that a true thing they they are tough i mean you know I've always said a, a, a turkey's a turkey and a hand up turkey is dang sure a turkey. So, <laughs> I mean, I, if it don't matter where you at, if they're hand up, it's going to be tough. But traditionally, yeah, like your Rios and, and, and Merriams and stuff like that, that they'll, they won't hold up near as much. A lot of times when they're ready to come, they'll just run you over and they'll gobble the brains outward. These Easterns, man, like we were on a turkey this morning um, on some private land. And we took a guy and, and just – you know they just do it's, it's almost like they got a sixth sense and and it's uh i don't know i don't know why they do what they do sometimes it's like they just lose interest or they just won't gobble or or you know they like that every turkey's got a bubble you know i know a lot of people use that analogy for decoy in them you know every one of them's got a bubble if you get inside that bubble they're going to come to you but I, i'm convinced especially these some of these southern turkeys these easterns even on calling them they got a bubble to where if you get inside it you can really work them and get them to come in but if you're not it's like they won't even they may gobble at you a little bit, but you, you really got to work the lay of the land and, and get inside their head to, to, to I think, repeat success. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, there's always there's always that weaker few days, four or five days with them kamikaze turkeys. They'll just run you over. You, you, can, you can beat pots and pans together and they won't come in there to you. But, <laughs> but, I, but I think to consistently kill them and get them, you know, figured out, you really got to, I mean, it's crazy, but you got to think like a turkey and you got to really, you know, I mean, I grew up getting my getting my butt kicked by them, so it's kind of like a, it's you know I'm glad growing up I was growing up that way to where if we only had one turkey on our property, you know you had to make a count. You couldn't just go running, gunning through it and, and blowing turkeys out, you know. Yeah, right. Well, I tell Tyler all the time that I really like dumb turkeys, and maybe I guess 
judging by what you said, you got to think like a turkey. So I might be not so smart, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there ain't nothing better than a dumb turkey, and there ain't nothing worse than a nickname turkey. Oh yeah. If you you ever get somebody saying, "Man, I got old old three toes over here," that's the last place I want to (laughs) go. So it's it's, if they nickname, that means they've been hunted. I can tell you. Yeah, 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 I believe you. So So do you do a lot of you know there around home? You know, kind of where you cut your teeth. were birds in different types of terrain or were they mostly like in the big woods setting? Uh, you know, we do. We have a little bit of mixture. You know, mainly we got rolling hardwoods and some and, 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 and some pasture. You know, you get on some cattle farms that are got more pasture than others. And, and, you know, then a lot of, you know, a lot of our land around the house there is timber company. So it's, it's you know, rotated out being clear cut or planted pines and just di- different age structure of pines. So, um, you know, but... It, all in all, it's, it's the most. It's a it's a, a run and gun style, you know, layout. What yeah. I like to call it, where you really gotta, you know, you can. I mean, we were on a turkey the other day. We struck a turkey that I mean, sit there cranking out on the call, and just, just trying to get the turkey found, and, and nothing. And then you walk fifty yards, and then you just get them fired up because it's just the terrain. So in certain spots, it's so hilly, and these and the pines it deafens the sound so much. Man, you really got to do a lot of run and gun and calling to. to just for them to hear you, you know. Yeah. Right. So then when, on, on top of that, you got to pray they're going to answer. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're in that thick stuff like that, are you uh, carrying decoys on your back and just kind of deciding, you know, by situation if you're actually going to use a decoy or if you're just going to mouth call and try to get them in? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, like if if uh, I, I got a little HS Jake we've been using the last couple of years, I really like if I'm going to put a decoy out. Um, and then if, if, if we got the time, I normally will put him out. And then uh, if not, I got a little kind of a half-strut decoy with a fan on it that I just carry by my side, kind of a homemade deal. Mm-hmm. But it's but I, I normally don't – I never put it out. You know, if, if I'm calling to a turkey, I always lay it down by my side and kind of use it as a last resort type thing to where you can show it to them. Not only does it, I think it's a more aggressive decoy, but – but right there, you can hold it. It gives it a little bit of movement. And turkeys, a lot of times, that's all it takes. Yeah. If they mm-hmm. just, a little bit of that movement. So, I mean, traditionally, though, if, if it's if we get the, the the lay of the land right, sometimes I won't even use a decoy. But, I mean, if, if and our turkeys can be so finicky, if, if they can see too far, sometimes I won't use a decoy. Or if, if it's a, a ridge where they're going to pop up and be right there, Sometimes I won't because a lot of times they pop up and see it. It's almost like it freaks them out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's, it's you know it's, it's a it's a I don't know. It's kind of a gut feeling deal how, how how they're working and how he's coming. But if it's something like you know we, we need a few more yards that looks like the spot where they can hang up, I'll normally put one out. But we're trying to you know kind of a deal closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> I know you probably got a few industry connections, and with all that, you still had to make a homemade decoy. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it, it is. I mean, it was the one that I kind of cut up. It was, and then I then I got so much sentimental value to it. I added a few features and put some wings on it. And by the time it was about a two year process, I was like, "Dang, I better hang on to this." Thing. It took me too long. That's the one thing I've noticed. You know, I've talked to a couple guys who are, who are you know true and true turkey hunters, and it sounds like that's what you are too. And Turkey hunters are some sentimental and superstitious folks. Yeah, that's something I've figured out. Do you feel like you kind of carry some superstitions along the way, too? Man, I'm not superstitious. I'm not superstitious at all. I mean, I do have the same pair of underwear on all year. So I'm not superstitious at all. The most superstitious dude I've ever met. Yeah, I am. Like, certain things, I mean, it's – like the air can, I tell Drake, the air can never be on 66. It's got to be either on 65 or 67. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and like, uh, probably one of the, probably the most superstitious thing is, 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 uh, I never in the mornings at daylight, regardless of what kind of morning it is, I never will put my, cause I got a little three quarter head net I wear that you can just pull around your neck, kind of, kind of like a, a scarf and you just pull it up when you're ready to go. Yep. But I, but I never, I never put it on before daylight until I hear a turkey gobble. So, <laughs> so I keep it, I keep it in my in my vest until I until I know there's a turkey gobbling, and and then I'll then I'll put it around my neck. But the times, the times I've ever put it on, like like no one we're gonna be on a turkey, you won't hear a turkey. 
Yeah. But I put mine on every time before the hunt. Yes, to contradict it. <laughs> yep. Tell them that it doesn't work. Getting scolded. <laughs> Getting scolded over there, aren't you, Yeah, I've, I've taken a few guys, and I'm like, man, they're ready to go. I'm like, man, don't put your head in that on. Thank God. No matter how bad the mosquitoes are, does it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do that, and I, put, I try to always put one one shot extra shotgun shell in my pocket. Yeah. But – is that for that's, the runner? That's not necessarily sentimental values. That's just because I can't hardly hit the broad side of the barn. So <laughs> I always got an extra and uh, an extra load there. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. You got a? Do you have a turkey spur or something in your pocket as a good luck charm? No, I don't. I don't. I may. I might need to go to that. Though. Yeah, I, w- I would think so, man. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Anyway, I got a question about calling for you because I feel like I am by no means a turkey ex- expert. I've been. I don't go every year, but I've been, you know, over the years several times. And I'm learning from him, so if that deal tells you anything. <laughs> so, I mean, and the reason is, like KC said, we just don't have – we're in a weird uh, strip that, that literally has no turkeys in it in Texas. And um, and so, as far as calling goes, I pretty much – you know, I know some of the calls, how, how they go, and maybe can make, a, make, a, make them sound somewhat like that. But, really, I'm going to stick to the Yelp and – you know, and since we're hunting Rios, we're killing birds, you know, most of the time if we're hunting amongst birds. But is there like, is old three toe, is he like a, a bird that you can call in if you're an expert caller? Or is it just, you know, are there birds that pretty much it's like you're either going to call that bird in with a yelp or you're not going to call him in at all? It doesn't matter how good Man, a calling I, you can if do. You, if you can, like, if you can yell, just do the plain yelp of a hen and, like, and, and, and learn how whether it's a box call or a diaphragm or slate call and cluck you can kill turkeys mm-hmm. i mean that's all it takes i mean now granted if you can get the the the, the if a turkey's right you're gonna kill them. if you can get the cutting part down or you can get a little more aggressive you know that's gonna that's gonna help you may help you speed the process up a little bit or or get you to strike a turkey that you know you you wouldn't regularly hear but i'm gonna tell you most the best advice I can give you on, on calling is is I used to have a little cassette tape and just I would and, and I can remember driving my dad nuts before I could even drive and then they all the way through high school I would listen to it over and over and over of just natural hens yelping and and it would it would be a whole an hour and a half long tape but it would be from tree yelping all the way down to when they're flying down on the gobblers but if, if you can get the rhythm. And the volume and, and know how to go up and down your volume, you'll kill turkeys. Because, the, because the main the main rhythm of just a hen, just the cadence and the rhythm of a hen yelping, and then and then not just yelling at them when they're getting closer, you'll you'll kill turkeys if you can just gear it back. It's almost just like I was talking to a guy the other day, and he was asking the same thing. I said, man, it's almost like if you got somebody across your front yard and you're yell if you yell at them to get their attention. And then they come walking up to your porch, and you just keep on that same volume yelling at them. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. Right. And I was like, man, if you can gear it down, and that's the same way with turkeys to where those, those soft little subtle yelps, that's some of the biggest deal closures there is. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I think that's where a lot of people, it's just that, you know, and even a little bit of a of an imperfection, if you want to call it, of, of changing up your yelp to where if you let one of your notes drag or a little something to change it up to where it's not like a recording. Right, right. You know, where he's hearing the same exact thing over and over and over. But if you listen to real hands in the wild, I mean, you can now, nowadays, you can look it up on YouTube. You'll, 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 if you pay attention to that, you'll pick up on that and be like, dang, they're, they're not. I mean, cause, cause the callers nowadays, and they're incredible. I mean, that they would make an old hen go jump off in a lake. I mean, the <laughs> hens out there now, because, I mean, they're incredible. But I mean, there's some hens that, that sound awful. You know, but they got that 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 cadence and that that rhythm and that volume down to where to, to that that I just I, I'm a true believer. That's what seals the deal. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, what calls your favorite call to use? What kind of call? Probably a diaphragm. Yeah. If I'm if I'm really working a turkey, a diaphragm. But if I'm like like running, gunning, like trying to strike one up, as a box call. So, so just because of um, volume or what? Why is that? Well, yeah, just because of volume, and I don't, and and I and I'll as much ground as we cover, and because I'm very impatient. So if, if if we're trying to find turkey, I, I'd rather go. If you got the property to do it and the ability, I'd rather, I'd rather bump five of them that aren't going to talk and not going to work and go find one that is versus sitting there and wait on one. So, but that being said, you know, I just 
just might, you just get wore out to wear a diaphragm out if you just you know go all day and don't hear a turkey door I, I like just mixing it up with, with a with a box and a and a diaphragm and a box carries so much more and you can get I can cut on it better so much more it seems like I make a turkey strike it that's that's my main reason that you know when you say cut that's something that you're you're doing to excite the turkey right yeah so it's just like in a, a hen just getting excited just just like a like when she flies down she's pretty much just cutting sure pitching off the limb or, or flying a creek or, or you know like a like a cackle to where it's just a it's almost just a pop 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 it's like a one two it's like one one two one mm-hmm. two that's all they're doing and, and then and then you know even people that are trying to and i'm no perfectionist at it by any means but people that they get ahead of themselves and try to do like a whole cackle to where and that's where it gets blurred up and, and kind of trashy to where if you just learn to just to, just that pop, 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 pop on a box call or a diaphragm, whatever it is, and then you figure the, the single and double notes out and then you put them together and that's how you make a cackle. Right. Versus, right. you know, but that just that just that aggressive, that cut and aggressive, that, that pop, 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 pop that they'll make, I mean, that's all you got to do. And I mean, that'll, that lets that turkey know that, you, that you're looking for them. I mean, you're, you're, you know, she's excited. That's when they do that when they're excited. Mm-hmm. So Is that something you're going to do you know, as turkeys are flying off the roost, or can you do that at 10 a.m. too? No, I do it. Yeah, I do it. I do way more on middle of the day and, and throughout the day, you know, to where, especially when you're trying to strike a turkey. I mean, I'll start off soft. If, if we're just walking the road yelping, I'll start off soft, and then sometimes I'll just walk down the road just, just cut and trying to get one to, to gobble. But, I mean, it, it's uh, – uh, and Eddie Salter taught me this years ago, and I, it always stuck with me that – I'd always read books and studied everything to where if you, the old rule of thumb was if you strike a turkey and he's coming, you let him come and, and you, you get softer and softer and softer and, uh, and, and almost where you're almost tree open where he's right there to where I'll never forget. I was with him one time I was filming him and we had a turkey come from 400 yards. He was gone. We were in South Alabama and he came up and he was like 70 yards just out of sight. And Eddie had been real soft yelping. And then all of a sudden, he just cranked down on him and, and just and just cut two times, just pop, pop, just loud as he could be. And that turkey, turkey gobbled. And I was thinking to myself, then I was like, man, you ain't supposed to do that. <laughs> and then, and then he, this is this is Eddie Salter. I'm thinking, man, you ain't crap. We're gonna spook him or something. So, and it wasn't two minutes that turkey come out in the road and strutted and strutted all the way down the road and he killed him. And so I'll never forget we were driving. I was and that stuck with me. And I was asking him. I said, man, what? Was that? He said, "Man, that's that hen." He goes, I, "I." He goes, "I got soft with him." And that's that hen saying, "I'm tired of waiting. You better come on." <laughs> to where <laughs> there is there is a time and a place. I think that you can't just get loud and just completely hammer them, you know. Right. Um, but 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 there is that that uh the more comfortable you get, and I think that's again knowing turkeys a little bit too, being around seeing situations to where them hens. I mean, they'll do that to where they're they're almost like, you know, you better come on or else I'm 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 leaving. So, yeah, right, you right. know, but but back to the cutting deal, yeah, I, I cut up into the morning. I mean, all day, me and me and Drake are running gun daylight to dark, and I'm I'm constantly, you know, trying to strike a turkey up because normally that more excited stuff is what's going to get him struck up. But once once you he gives the location away, and we move in and make a game plan, I'll gear it back down to where you don't just you know you don't just hammer him the whole time. So, mm-hmm. so you said you you know you do like to do that later in the day. Do you feel more confident, like at daylight, once you when you've got a bird coming off the roost, or do you like a bird that you've struck up and and have located later in the day? Man, if you guys, if he's answering you good in the morning, I like it. I mean, but, but you honestly, I bet probably not ten percent of the turkeys we kill are off the roost. Mm-hmm. As far as is 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 especially in where we're at around, you know, not. Not, it ain't like you got a decoy spread out and they're flying in the pasture coming up to you. But as far as just hearing a turkey going to them and calling them off the roost, it is they're just so likely to get with their hands, you know, until they or else or else wait you out to where, you know. And there are times to where like like a my rule of thumb is if a turkey if he gobbles to me and he's on the limb if I'm tree open and he gobbles and I know he's gobbling at me, I will not say another word until he hits the ground. Hmm. And, and then once he hits the ground, I'll hit him hard. I'll hit him hard one time, and if he gobbles at me, I shut up and just sit there and see what he's going to do. Hmm. To where, you know, because I've been on several situ- situations to where, 
you know, it makes you feel good when you're yelping and soft yelping. He's up there in a the three. You can hear him good and he's got one. But I've had him sit there till 9 o'clock in the morning. They're sitting there waiting on my hand to come to him. <laughs> so, well, I mean, because they're, I mean, they're the best vantage point they got all day to where they say, well, right. I mean, if you keep calling to him and he keeps gobbling, I mean, yeah, he's liking him. He's saying, well, just, just, well, okay, well, just come on because that's, we're already behind the eight ball because we're flipping nature. Naturally, the hands mm-hmm. go to the long beard anyway. Yeah. Right. So, so, so we're already trying to got the odds stacked against us. So, that's why I think the give and take on calling is so crucial, and and you you gotta you gotta be able to get inside that turkey's head and play hard to get, whether it's it's you know the terrain, the volume, every I think it all just plays plays into to the way you do your cards there to where you can be successful. Yeah, you know that's the thing that I really wanted to ask you about was the the roosting thing because uh, you know I don't have a ton of experience turkey hunting, but it always seems like. Uh, you know, if you can get on one first thing in the morning, it makes you feel good. You think that you're in birds, you know, and yada, yada. But honestly, uh, for all the times I've turkey hunted, I've never killed a bird off the roost. And Tyler and I always seem to have the problem if you get there and things are going crazy, birds are hammering and you're just like super hype. You know, it's, it's awesome when oh, that yeah. goes to happening. And then the birds fly down the other direction and, and they're gone. And it's just like, well, what the crap? You know, is there a way? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I know you can't tell us what we're doing wrong because I'm sure there's a plethora of things we're doing wrong. But, like, is there, like, a one thing, like, that you see guys mess up on on that situation? Man, I, like I said, most of the time it's overcalling. Yeah. Um, you know, but but if if it's somewhere where you got a chance to go scout, especially before season or see something and just – Probably the biggest, some of the biggest tips you can get is if somebody goes out there and you can scout it and just naturally listen to what them turkeys are doing. You know, or early, even if it's before season, where they're flying down, which way they're going, you know, where, where, because it's way easier to call a turkey where he wants to go than it is somewhere he don't want to go. Right. You know, if, if, if they're naturally drifting toward a certain way, you know, always, you know, I think you got to use every trick in the bag with them to where you, you got to always put yourself in the best contention you can. Um, you know, and then again, it's still tough. You know, so I mean, but I will say, overcalling probably is, is is one of the worst. Probably the, and I, I'm guilty of it now. I mean, you know, I, I get I get caught up where I'm slapping myself for calling too much. So it's like, you know, it's it's hard not to do when a turkey's burning it up, gobbling at you. But I mean, it's the, the, and I say that that's you know mainly for Easterns. I mean, you you go out and like kill Merriams and even Rios. Sometimes you gotta call, or else they're gonna lose interest. Yeah, I mean, you know, like like a Merriam, you can't hardly you can't hardly yell too much to a Merriam if, if they're gobbling and coming to where. Because sometimes if you if you don't call enough, they just like they lose interest and they'll go find another hen. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so it, it is kind of a give and take deal, I think, on, on what where you're hunting and, and you know and yeah. terrain too. So I mean, that's what we find out there. You know, where we're heading this this next weekend is Rio Country and. It's just there's just a crap ton of turkeys, you know, and it seems like that happens. And in fact, um, we all end up sitting up on a bird like we did last year that frost bird I killed. He didn't come in until later in the morning. I think he went and checked other hens and then came to us later because there's just so many hens. And it's like what you're saying, where right. you know you could you just feel like you're just yelping the woods away, you know, if you if you. Uh, you know you can do it too much but at the same time all these other hands are doing the same thing you know so you're just trying to make the same noise as they are you know it's just oh yeah for sure and, and that's one thing you know uh, you know especially a lot of people say man we got turkeys we got i've seen 50 long beers this deer season or I, that's one thing if, if you got hens on a property you're gonna have long beers but i mean i've seen a lot of places where you'll go in there and it's like a ghost town in the spring yeah you know because mm-hmm. them, them turkeys they're, they're gonna they're gonna break up and go find they're gonna find hens wherever yeah. the hens are comfortable at so Philip, what do you do if your cameraman spooks turkey? <laughs> Man, I, well, and that's why Drake ain't said much. We, we don't, I, don't, we don't talk, I don't talk to him for three days. <laughs> that's funny. Well, no, man, it's it's all part. It's all a team effort, man. It's, sure. It's yeah. A, I don't know. I don't know that I've honestly spooked a turkey being a cameraman. So well, that's good. How honest are you? <laughs> so, <laughs> I like to think I'm on. All right, good. I, I believe you. I believe you, man. Hey, but the season is still young. That's you true. Know? So, it I is. mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably bump one tomorrow morning. Oh, Drake's, he's a, he's a heck of a hunter. So, we've been sure. pretty. This ain't but our second second season hunting together. And we're, I feel like we grew up hunting together. We're pretty, uh, we, we take criticism pretty well and can yell at each other and get over it and go eat a honey bun together. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, so. you know, um, 
I, we just got to know Drake recently too, and it. Uh, we always thought he had like a little southern thing in his accent, but he's an Iowa boy through and through. And oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, hey, you wait, you wait until he gets back this year. He's, <laughs> that, he's getting more and more southern. That's what uh, it is. Is last year he hunted with you, and then we talked to him, and I said, "That's what it is. That's that's how you know." And then he posted a picture from some convenience store with fried food in it, and I said, "Oh yeah, you're fully indoctrinated <laughs> now." <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, ain't no doubt he's going to be. He's he's. He's slowly changing his ways. Uh, I could come here for the spring, but I got to go home for the fall. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be in Georgia in the fall hey, when you can I, be in Iowa. I will tell Iowa. you something, though. I, last year, it was his first year coming down, and uh, and I tried to tell him. I said, man, look, you know, we're going to have good days. We're going to have bad days. It's going to be tough. And I tried to tell him, you know, how tough our turkeys are. And he said, yeah, man, I'm, I'm good. And, man, by about middle of April, I was – I could heard a thumping in the spare bedroom, and I walked in there, and he was just banging his head against the wall. <laughs> and, like, and he was like, "Man, I've never seen nothing like it. There's makes there's no sense and it coming from Iowa." And he's like, "Man, the Easterns are Easterns." And then finally, he was like, "Easterns are not Easterns. Was, Y'all have got a different breed of turkey down here. It's incredible." Sure, but he, he's way he's adapted to it way better this year. He knew. He knew what we was getting into this year, but we've been on a pretty good run, so it's made it a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. So speaking of, you know, tough turkeys and cameramen spooking them and that kind of thing, what kind, what, how, how willing are you to just sit in front of a tree? Do you always have to have some brush in front of you or something? How how does that look for you when you set up? Well, I mean, if if we've got time to set up somewhere, you know, we try to get the best set up, and, we, and of course, we're trying to get good footage. And, you know, we try to get over the shoulder and, and try to play it out in our head and everything. But, I mean, you know, when it comes to if we just got to get them killed, we kind of try to make do with what we got. You right. know, and, and uh, I mean, me and Drake, we've killed some. It's just me and him behind that little fan decoy. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, if we get kind of caught with our pants down to where we can't get anywhere. But, I mean, yeah, t- typically, yeah, you try to get on a, you know, get on a, a pretty good setup where we got some back covers the main thing to, yeah you know just to where you, you keep your silhouette broke up so i got you i got you so they're mainly keyed in on movement more than they are any kind of well that yeah, looks like a hunter sure, over there yeah. yeah 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 i mean for sure you know that they they because even like you know well, we got a big net and we put over for whenever we're filming like whoever's running camera and i mean you'll be amazed what you can get away with just if you get stay under that net and then i mean they'll dang near walk right up to you i'll never forget last year in florida was our first hunt together and he's like man just sit right here and like i, I was out in the open kind of on the edge of some brush and like they were in the brush and like i was like are you are you sure man like i'll get the brush and like he's i mean we killed that turkey at like five steps like oh my it's crazy yeah. it's, like, it's, it's just if you don't move they it's just, just like a ground line they don't pay no ground yeah. on no attention right. it's the same thing as long as you just don't aren't you know, doing jumping jacks underneath it, you're normally pretty good. Sure. Um, so does, uh, does camo I'm color matter? Behind that thing. <laughs> Man, yeah. I, yeah, well, for, for us it does. <laughs> but yeah. It, uh, but I, I really, and I mean this, man, this year, even slipping around, which has been early season, but we used it all last year, that that, that tim- we've been wearing real tree timber, man. It's Even when it's green, the, the, the trunks of them trees and stuff, it's amazing how well it blends in. Gotcha. To where it's, 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 it doesn't... It all it's that that dull kind of that dull finish to where it's just like the bark of a tree to where it's it's not a it's not a real like a a leafy pattern if you want to call it type mm-hmm. deal to where you just you just kind of become part of the trunk of the tree I mean it's it's we've had some insane insanely close turkeys and even even ones we've had you know hens and stuff come in that just I mean don't even pay us no attention yeah you know and. I- being a part of real tree it's something i really kind of wanted to talk to you about was that the camo stuff um you know deer and turkey are both very keen uh but they see a lot differently right is and right, i think yeah. a lot of us just kind of general purpose or camo for deer and turkey and everything else we're after but do you put certain you know thought into hey this is a turkey pattern that i'm wearing here yeah i mean like that so like the real tree timber like you know, I, I noticed it, it working even for deer. Like, like if I'm if I'm hunting like pines or something back home for deer, it seems to work so well because it's just it's such a barky type type pattern to where it blends in so much more than like a like a leafy pattern. You know, to where and 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 the turkey on the even even when it's green, the leaves are out. If you look, especially early early and and even middle of the day in the shadows, if you stay in the shadows and stuff, it's still like a dark 
darkness in there and you just, it's like it almost like you just you suck right up into it and they don't ever even see you. i mean to where which you know and that's another tip i've always done turkey hunting is whenever we set up is try to stay out of the sun you know try to always hide getting shadows and stuff to where to where you just blend in and it's like man you don't ever i mean even after we've killed turkeys i've gone out there like look back at drake or something you still don't ever can't even hardly see you. right so i mean you know i think that's an important deal to where you know versus wearing wearing something that is going to be real bright or, or something that's not really blending in your surroundings because i mean let's face it nine percent of the time we're all going to have our back against the tree sure so yeah you know, so it, you know that that's why i like that that timber so much yeah so you're heading west for turkeys right now what's the what's the plan look like next fall because i know you're a big deer hunter too yeah man i i mean i don't know i'm trying to get through coronavirus I don't <laughs> yeah what I don't know what, you know, in all honesty, I don't know what the fall is going to bring. Um, we had to ask it because we're, you know, we do a lot more deer hunting than we do turkeys, so. Right, right. Well, I mean, I, I've got places around the house. And I've got a couple of deer. I've got my eyes on them. I'm, you know, after turkey season finishes up, I'll start running cameras toward the middle of the summer. But, um, you know, as far as, you know, I, I do a lot of filming for, you know, for real tree deer in the fall. So, uh, as far as hunts I'm going to be on, I don't, I don't know what. You know, I'm not supposed to draw anything this year, so the majority of my stuff will probably be around Georgia, and then I got a good buddy up in Maryland that's got a good spot. I may go up there. And that's cool. Mine, that's so. cool. Yeah. yeah. When, um, when's old Drake the Snake going to let you come up there and uh, hunt one of his Iowa deer? I don't know, man. I tried to. I don't know. I may have to see if I may have to try to yelp him up another turkey for you. Yeah, it's going to cost him three or four more yelping up turkeys. <laughs> you got to get slammed before you let him in on some of those big ones. Yeah, that's right. I know he was. Um, just, he was just talking about the the, the uh, big deer he had. He said, "Man, he should be back this year." I said, well, "Man, you want to do like a party tag? Wait, or what are we going to do?" The big, the big deer he had. He just shot a two hundred this year. What, what is what has he, he got claims, up his sleeve? He claims the one he's got now is going to break the bank. <laughs> that gummit. Oh my goodness. I'm looking forward to watching that, man. You gotta so, go back to Iowa, boys. Oh, dude, you, I'm putting in. KC's got his points building, but. I'm working on it. I wish I'd have known you before this year and you could have put me on that deer you shot and, and then you could have just shot this bigger deer next year, you know? I think that. Hey, we put a cold pepper on a pretty good deer. A I couple saw years that. Ago. Yeah, I went, I went over a couple years ago. I'd hate we hunted hard. We finally got an opportunity. It's like day seven. Yeah. yeah. Hunting all day. Dude, we, that was a toad. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a fun hunt, man. That, that was, was awesome. That was a tank of a deer. Just to be That's the first real, I mean, mature deer we had in bow range in, I think, seven, eight days hunting. Ooh. Yeah. Man, that was uh, one of them evenings, I mean, man, that you can just tell things are going to happen. It just had the right lighting and uh, everything, man. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I, I told Drake, I said, man, either we're going to do something good or else I'm going to blow it. <laughs> so I, it really was going to make all in type of deal i think we we blew a bunch of deer that morning we set up in a different spot and then we went where did we go we went to casey's loaded up with a bunch of snacks it was like 10 and we decided we were gonna go slip into our afternoon set on we got in there at like 10 45 11 o'clock and sat and rode it out till dark yeah, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it is. you know it's a whole lot easier to do them all dayers whenever there's a there's a chance of Mr. Big Daddy rolling through. Oh, it's it's way easier doing all dayer in Iowa, Decatur County. I <laughs> guarantee, <can> you. guarantee <laughs> you, same same as where we live. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, fellas, well, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. It's, I mean. It's fun to talk to somebody with a southern accent. It's also fun to talk to somebody with a midwestern accent, Drake. Don't feel like we're, we're leaving you out, all right? But, uh, hey, if y'all call back in about a week, we'll, get, we'll have two southern accents. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. Hey, y'all, I need, I need some secret information that you're going to leave us with, okay? I need to know your secret uh, shot gobble sound from both of you. Which, what's your secret sound you make to get a good shot gobble? Man, I don't know. That's a dang good <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm even in the middle of the day. I'm a big owl hooter, so sometimes I'll even owl hoot at them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does it Drake, matter if you're? Does it matter if you're I using a like great horned owl or a barred owl, or are they all just owls? <laughs> no, I don't know. Mine's mine's the Culpeper owl. <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know what he is. He's just whatever whatever they gobble at. <laughs> And my turkeys back home, like I feel, I feel like they gobble to a lot more. I mean, they gobble like geese and stuff. And I got like a peacock call in my vest that I've had for probably like ten years. It's just like a high screeching. I don't know, like what it is. To be yeah. honest, but like uh, I thought she's gonna say. I like mean, that. it works every once in a while. I'm not gonna say it works every <laughs> time. But like if I try to crow call an owl call, 
box call, everything else. Like I'll hit it with sometimes, and it does strike them. But that's with the northern turkeys, and they're a lot different than they are down here. I so you say the one of those uh, two by fours that the Bigfoot people use. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably all want that back home. <laughs> yeah, it'd be all right. I've heard some Iowa pheasants that are loud enough to to shot gobble a t- shot gobble a turkey. I guarantee. Yeah, you that. yeah. I mean, pheasants cackling in the morning, frogs on the ponds, man. I mean, they. they They'll gobble. Yeah. yeah. You can probably just yell, you can probably just yell, please gobble, and they'll gobble. Yeah. <laughs> Those Yankee turkeys. I know. Well, you know, sometimes them Yankees, they make funny sounds, but we like them either way. So, <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, I hope you all have a blast in Mississippi and kill a whole bunch of long beards and, and you know, Drake, teach them how to fish and, and all that all right, while y'all are there, okay? And, uh, fellas, yeah, I'll get on it. y'all stay safe and well, and, and, and thanks for chatting with us. Y'all do the same, buddy. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, Thank no y'all problem. for having us on. Hey, if you, uh, hey if, take care, boys. If any of our listeners want to tune into what y'all have going on or, or uh, see some of the production that y'all are working on, where should we send them? Yeah, uh, well, the, the easiest way and the quickest for the most up to date is going to be the Realtree 365 app. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, you can download it on any of your, you know, your phone, iPad, or go on computer and do it. It's all free. You just got to put your email in, and it's all you can go on there and watch it, and it's it's the most current up to date. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. And then it's Spring Thunder Season 3. You'll find us. Awesome. Cool. We'll link to that in the description below. All right. Again, fellas, y'all stay safe, stay well, and, and have fun. Appreciate it, guys. Good luck fishing. All right. Yes, we sir. appreciate See it. See ya. See ya. So we recorded this last week, and since then, they've been slocking turkeys. Yeah. I mean, no kidding. So I actually saw, uh, I think they posted, Drake posted a story the other day, a couple, maybe last, yesterday. Uh, but like, you know, we had this big front and things went crazy and they had to like take the evening off or something like that. And, uh, yesterday, did you, did you experience the rage that came from the West yesterday? <laughs> Our wind? Yes. Yes. We were at my parents' house and trees went to falling down. Dude, I was, we were at the lodge and you know, what are those things called that, have pollen, oak pollen on them. Tassels is what I call Dude, them. Dude, ta- I think a whole tassel was in my eye at one point. Dude, <laughs> it's been my nose. We had just pulled the boat in because we saw the big... The big the, on the lake? We were on the lake fishing, catching some catfish. Not doing that great. We were catching a few. And we, uh, we were going to whip around, try a new spot. And we come out of the cove and I look out and it is like coming. And it's a big dark cloud. We were like... Okay, we're heading back. We we were just flying, dude. And uh, we get back, load the boat up. We get it. We're about to clean these fish real quick. And all of a sudden, it was just like... 60 mile an hour gusts. Dude, it was... My dad was like, is it a tornado right now? Like, it was legit stuff around the barn was like swirling and flying. Oh, do you get like, swirl? See, ours is dude, pretty straight line. It, it went nuts, man. It was crazy, man. Out there, like, kind of that point that y'all are on there at the lodge, though, probably kind of just... Swirls well, on that lake. big barn there, you know. Yeah. I mean, but it was just so it was so dusty. I had an allergy attack right after it. Today, it like, so I don't have um, local allergy allergies. I don't think, but something from the north gets yeah. me on north fronts. I get real nasally, like and right now. I've got that just nasty feeling in my nose, and you know, back of my head, I'm always thinking, like, oh, yeah. better not be that virus. You might you know, be but, famous if you get nasally for a little while. I know. How about that? <laughs> I'm just going to go chase deer around on foot and get famous for being nasally. Um, but, yeah, dude, same thing. That, that wind gust was crazy. But you were saying something about on their storm, on Drake's story Oh, I was just it? saying that. I think they were talking about those storms. That was kind of what shut them down because it was raining yeah. and stuff. And dude, I was like, how about being a turkey and a roost in a 60-mile-an-hour? Do they just do like that uh, – you know, like the Roadrunner, like Coyote Roadrunner, they do like funny things, and like the Roadrunner just, whoop, 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 you know, probably, around something yeah, with his probably. feet. Yeah, that's like probably if I was a turkey, I would definitely be hanging upside down as opposed to right side up. I was thinking, like, what are the, what are how many bird nests flew out of the tree yesterday? Oh, a bunch. Mm-hmm. I bet a bunch of baby squirrels hit the ground too. You think? Oh yeah, for sure. Man, it's just, I don't know. It was it was nuts, man. It was. I'm telling y'all, like, just. Like one and two foot ends of oak trees were flying everywhere. Yeah, I mean, all the new growth from this year. Yeah, on the ground. Nuts, and man. then after that went through, all the deer went crazy and went out and ate all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They love it. Did they, you? Were you at your parents' house? Yeah. And so did y'all see a bunch of them out there? Oh, after that? dude, like 180. <laughs> I, like then that's not an infatuated number. That's yeah. how many there are in the neighborhood yeah. right now. 180 <laughs> yeah. deer, and they're fixing to, in mid-May, drop like a hundred more. <laughs> 
What are they, where are they going to go? Uh, no, nowhere. Nowhere. They're going to have to go across the highway or something. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. But, well, um, yeah, be sure and check out Spring Thunder, mm-hmm. uh, the Real Tree Production. They do an awesome job putting out a bunch of turkey content and smoking birds. You might actually be able to learn something from them. Or with us, it's much more entertainment value when it comes to turkeys. <laughs> yeah. But we do some entertaining stuff, if I can say so myself, guys. So okay. go watch Hooked, the film that we got down there below, and, and let us know what you think about that. Hopefully, wish us some luck that we'll actually be able to go turkey hunting this weekend. We're actually waiting on a call from the friend of the friend of the friend of the friend right now to see <laughs> If uh, we can actually make this thing happen, uh, we will. It's going to happen sometime or another. Yeah. So uh, hopefully this week, though. Yeah, hopefully so. Um, so I'm ready to do something cool. Uh, we were talking about that a while ago. <laughs> like, we're like, man, we're supposed to do podcasts and we're supposed to be legitimate and be real about people, about stuff and not just be fluff. But there hadn't been a ton of stuff going on. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're mean, trying, guys. It's easy to talk about stuff when you you know when you're hunting in hunting season, I guess. Yeah. But man, and this time of year, we are carpet bagging a little bit. We have a big thing to talk about. Yeah, next true. week. That's true. And that's true. we are we're holding off on that right now. Yeah. So that's uh, honestly. It's like the elephant in the room, and when you can't talk about it, it's kind of like, I don't know what to talk about. So we had a lot of that going on, too. But either way, look forward to next week, guys. We're going to talk. Uh, We're talking about. Hope, go ahead. Hopefully some dead turkeys yeah. and some live bucks. Ooh. We're talking about some season-changing things. <laughs> man, oh, man. Well, anyway, guys, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. Uh, we have a lot of subscribers right now that are new, and we appreciate that. We Hope that we are uh, worth subscribing to. So, anyway, with that said, remember, this is your element. Living it. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit MarketHouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY.